You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. at the beginning of it oh i had a whole prepared statement and everything to open up but the deep side threw me off so much welcome everybody to a little bonus episode of ring post radio uh i am your host ryan Knightsey, and with me as always is scotty edwards scotty uh we're we're entering our sixth hour of audio together this week can you believe it we had okay so, the fans, reason we're fans doing of the this, show are spoiled. <laughs> it's mostly my fault because I had enough of all this news, and I was like, "Listen, I know we didn't have a lot for this coming weekend, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. I don't want this to be ice cold. Yeah, everything else can be ice cold. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be ice cold because last time we were recording, we were in the midst of all this happening." Yeah. Little did we know that while we were recording, um, Ace Steel was biting people <laughs> and, you know. Allegedly, uh, allegedly. Kenny Omega was protecting Larry and, allegedly. you know, Christopher Daniels and Michael Nakazawa were getting suspended. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It was, and the, the press conference itself was wild enough to us. We were like, whoa. And, <laughs> and my whole idea was to follow Dynamite with this recording. Because Dynamite was going to tell us a lot. And oh boy, did it tell us a lot. Um, a very newsworthy Dynamite in itself. Yeah. Um, and well, it's yeah. Newsworthy, but also lacking in information. Yes. Newsworthy in the fact that they had the approach that we should have expected in that it's business as usual. We're going to be fine. But Boy, oh boy, would I like some more answers because I am still waiting if CM Punk works for this goddamn company anymore or not. And that one's going to bother me forever because I feel like no one's going to know until eight months are up. Yeah. uh, The little bit I was going to start the show off with with is just, you know, on September 6th, you know, August 13th, 2005, CM Punk left pro wrestling. On August 20th, CM Punk was back. And now on September 6th, 2022... CM Punk has allegedly kicked himself out. It's, you know, it's a, a wild thing. And, you know, it's, we're kind of, I titled the show today, The Fall of Punk, uh, mostly because I think it's funny to then go from the summer of punk to the fall of punk. It just very much works. Uh, but two, it's like the bigger conversation here that everyone's talking about is obviously like CM Punk here. Like, obviously the elite Kenny Omega, the young bucks are all also involved in this situation. They are also getting, well, I don't know, but also getting suspended because we don't know what's happening with punk, but they have been suspended. They also have stuff involved. So we'll certainly talk about them as well. But I think for us today, like we could, we talked about this. And one of the reasons we're also doing this bonus episode is because not just because we don't want to be too cold by Sunday, but also this topic of conversation can probably eat up an hour alone 
like of hour, maybe right. two hours. I have no idea. I have you and I have no idea how long we're gonna go today. I don't think no. we're gonna go three hours. I don't think we're gonna go super long or anything like that but you know right now you and i don't have an end time for this so we're just going to talk as much as we want about this and there's okay so like dynamite i knew it was going to be newsworthy in the fact that it was just going to add to what we had to talk about too which it did oh don't worry they made sure of that um so yeah you you really nailed it of we don't know how long this is going to go. And truth be told, Sunday, I don't feel like having to put every egg in the basket of this because there is other wrestling still going on. And while I don't expect a long episode on uh, Sunday, this one was going to make it three hours. So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty big ass story. So I guess starting from up top, let's let's address this. How do you currently feel about CM Punk? Um, just generally speaking. Okay, so like, and and well, then well, in the in the elite as a whole, I guess is what I I am I've been very open that I am a very much big CM Punk fan. Always have been. He's a lot of the reason I'm still a wrestling fan to begin with. Go back to a year from now, from the last dance. It was like episode four or five of this show when CM Punk debuted, and you can hear Scotty uh, waving and reviewing and loving it. Yeah, ready ready to cry. Yeah. Um. And I still think that'll be probably my favorite wrestling moment. Just that return. Sure. But it doesn't take a, it, it, it's not difficult to recognize that he's in the wrong. <laughs> it's not, it's not from what we know. From what we know. He handled his business. I'm not even talking about the fight. Yeah. Tr- I'm talking about airing his grievances live in front of the world. Yeah. I still think that's wrong. Yeah. Because you work with these people, just go have the conversation. And maybe he did it this way because those grievances were aired. And I don't think they were with the elite. I think maybe they have been with Hangman and they sure as hell have been with Colt Cabana. And I also walked away from this saying, this is not worth Colt Cabana. I just want everyone to know that. Like I, as a businessman, truthfully, you get rid of Colt Cabana before you get rid of any of these people, but that's sure. No offense, but he's he's a fantastic wrestler. He's really good. He's a good guy. Yeah, great. No, I but get you. I, I you, he's no you're he, about, if you're about making money, you're not losing your four biggest draws. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's be honest <laughs> with ourselves here. We love and, we love Colt Cabana, but also he's no CM Punk. He's no Kenny Omega. Watching Twitter the past few days has really spoken to how people look at this. CM Punk's wrong. He's wrong. The fight stuff, we still don't know what's true and what's not. We have every side possible except for the neutral side, it feels like, which is like, which we know there's neutral eyes, Mm -hmm. but they're the ones pretty much deciding the punishments, which we already kind of know, but legal action wise, we'll wait and see. Yeah. But there should have never been a fight. That that goes without saying. We're not we're not five. We don't need to fight. Um, if I if if I had my way, these four would be suspended. A steel would be gone. Okay. And if it takes Cole Cabana being gone, honestly, I think he's as gone as possible. He's in Ring of Honor. He's nowhere he's to even, be found. And he's not even involved in the fight. And you're going to get him out of here. 
And, you know, I was talking to one of my friends about the Colt Cabana thing. And he was like, well, explain to me what's happening. I was like, okay, so imagine we fought. Okay. Imagine, imagine we got sued together because you wanted me to go on your podcast to air my grievances. And then after the, after we got sued, you sued me. Yeah. So imagine like that's, that's really where this all starts. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. it starts with all of that. And CM Punk was always going to be angry about that. That's just the truth. They were best friends. And that clearly turned. Because once you sue someone, you know, and I'm sure they probably had a falling out before that, honestly, but you get it. So I always thought, yes, should he have made those remarks about Scott Colton? No, but those were like the most harmless remarks. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to the stuff about Hangman Page and the elite. That's where all of this goes, right? Well, and I, I will also wrong. say that the comment about bank sharing a bank account if you're his mother. I would say that's one of the more harmful ones because it's like, why are you bringing up his mom, man? Like, I know. Well, that was, <laughs> like, that was just like that was just like the low blow. That was like the little kid jab. It was also do. it's also very apparent how like punk views that. Like we don't know the context of how that yeah. bank account was formed, but like like maybe it's Colt <laughs> supplying money to his mother. I don't know, but yeah. and so he views it as like Colt is taking money from his mom or something. I don't know. Like it was just so yeah. such a weird. It was, yeah, it was an unnecessary comment. Yeah. Um, as was most of the scrum. But, you know, you bring into the fight, you talk about how this was handled, what Punk said, you know, if you need, if you have a problem with me, come talk to me, which is what they did. But, so, so, but the basic question is, like, how do I see CM Punk in this? He's wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure by now he probably knows he's partly wrong based off of meetings with Tony Khan and Zoom. I, I'm sure he has some part of him that th- understands like what was wrong about the situation. Sure. But he, I also he, understand what was happening that night. Right. So he just won the title. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever. Had a long match. Sure. Got injured again during the match, during the championship match. So he was going to have to relinquish the title again. Probably anyways, in, probably in some sort of uncomfortable pain. Right. So that, that alone, you know, I would be pissed off if I got here in my last title match or whatever, or right after it had the really good title came back, got the title back, got injured again. Yep. So I'm sure he was not too happy and I'm not making excuses for him. Sure. I'm just saying the basis of how I would react as a person. You're explaining also, his, you're explaining me. his mindset at the moment. Yes. Right? Now, getting into the full mindset of CM Punk, listen, he openly admits he's an asshole. Yeah. He's always done that. Right? He he literally has a wrestling quote that says, I pride myself on being a jerk because I'm truthful all the time. And in his mind, he's probably talking the truth, right? But the Hangman Page stuff, that's just silly. It's always been silly. Mm-hmm. I think that's just ridiculous. I don't think Hangman Page has ever meant something by it. Then the potential reports that, oh, hey, you're, you know, Heyman's not the guy and he ends up being the guy. Now, that's something that we don't have full confirmation of. So I'm not really going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But it's the stuff with the elite that I think really showcases AEW fans and the problem here. Everyone's wrong. Yeah. A, f- a, fight, a fight should never happen. CM Punk's the, the most wrong. Correct. But everyone's wrong. Yeah, there's a reason everyone's suspended. 
I mean, I would also argue that maybe Ace Steel is the most wrong. He is. Well, that's true. He bit someone too. Well, it's uh, not just that he bit someone, but like CM Punk is a wrestler. One of those things. Like Ace Steel yeah. is also a member of management, and he was right. seemingly one of the more violent ones in the brawl. <laughs> so yeah. So I think I think that's fair. I think Ace. Well, that's why I say I'd fire him. Yeah. Like that's, and everyone's a little bit wrong, and seeing people. And this has been my biggest problem is people act like the run of CM Punk has been terrible. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. For 11 months and 29 days, it was one of the best comeback runs wrestling scene. On on television, it was one of the best comeback runs. Right. I don't give a shit about backstage. I really don't. Like, I give, I give a shit in terms of does it affect the product? Guess what? It's affecting the product <laughs> now. Because now I don't even know that the elite and CM Punk exist in AEW. If you watched Dynamite last night. Yeah. So I think everyone's in the wrong. Everyone has reason to be blamed. CM Punk shouldn't have said all of what he said on a media scrum. He should have showed. They should have all went into one room and aired their grievances and moved on. Instead, we've been left with a fight. Yep. We've been left with no world champion. We've been left with new trios champions. Like, none of this should have happened. No. Coming out of your biggest pay-per-view of the year, no one's talking about your pay-per-view anymore. Yeah. And that's the problem. Everyone's wrong. You're an executive vice president who got in a fight. You have Ace Steel, who's part of management as a trainer, getting in a fight. Mm -hmm. And you have your world champion getting in a fight. So overall, it's bad. CM Punk's wrong. He's, he's the most wrong out of the four, out of the four talents. But executive vice presidents can't be fighting. And they did what he told them to do. Go talk to him. That's what they did. Yeah. And then fight, fights happen. And I'm sure by then he was probably already boiling. He, we know he was boiling. So once punches were thrown, I don't even want to know. But it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's all bad. It's all bad, but if I'm Tony Khan, and this has been the real game that I've been playing, you do everything in your power, one, to make these two units work together again, because it's pro wrestling, man. It's pro wrestling. Do you know what you can make out of this? Yeah. The hottest feud of the year. It would be. That's, just, it would that's be. how wrestling works. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels fought all the time. They literally got in a fight themselves. Bret Hart ripped out Shawn Michaels' hair. A match that Tony Khan referenced a couple days before this fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, to me, injury sucks. The injury sucks because, honestly, that could have been what takes CM Punk out of wrestling for good. He could have said, okay, yeah. I'm done getting hurt. I'm done with doing this. It still could, ha still could happen, right? I mean, still could happen. The, the fact, I think the facts that like don't change are... CM Punk got injured during the fight. He probably would have gotten stripped of the title no matter what, right? You know, uh, he would have gotten stripped of the title no matter what, and we would not have seen him for six to eight months no matter what. Right. And, right. you know, and, and and that delays all of your stuff, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, my feelings of Punk is like, you know, I, you know, you talk about like the Bret Hart, like Shawn Michaels. Oh, Scotty left. Scotty's video is gone. Uh, you talk about the Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels stuff, and 
as much as they hated each other, there was always this idea that at the end of the day, though, they still had an, a modicum of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And throughout the stories and decade, decades of stories regarding CM Punk, I feel like his idea of respect is greatly tied into like his anger and emotion in the moments of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like we, like you said, a lot of this could have been avoided at multiple points in time. And we have a little bit of a timeline. We'll go over to sort of talk about that. Uh, you know, the, the what if scenarios of, if we fix things, but the, the idea that a lot of this could have been avoided throughout the year is yeah. to me greatly apparent. And as someone that who is CM Punk to me, he is somebody that despite the truth of the situation, despite the truth of the matter, he will fight with his entire being in what he believes in. Yep. The problem is if what he believes to be true is not true, then he is still fighting for all he can uh, in that belief. And in some ways, that's a good thing. In some ways, that's a a supremely bad thing. I was having you know, a mm-hmm. slight tangent from it. I was having this conversation going over this with my fiance yesterday, and she was saying, you know, uh, that's a super dangerous uh, idea to have, like, especially as a guy. She's like, she said, uh, she's like, as as a as a female, as a woman, and she experienced it actually yesterday as well. Uh, a lot of men believe that the woman is in peril, that they have to help her, and she, you know, she was at this camp thing or, or learning about you know getting more knowledge about sex integration. She constantly throughout the day had guys going after her and showing like, oh, this is how you do it. Oh, you have to do it this way. And she's like, no, you don't do it that way. You have to do it this way. You're doing it wrong. And then the person come in, the person in charge would come and say, what are you doing? Go over there. Stop bothering, bothering her. Uh, and she's like, it's super dangerous to have that mindset of like believing something to be true and then just doing it anyways. It's like you're immediately not like taking the other person in, in a, into account on anything. So I feel like that's part of the CM Punk story here is that he has all these issues, but when people, you know, say, oh, when I have issues, did he ever, do we know if he ever talked to the Adam Page? Do we know if he ever talked to the Young Bucks? Do we know if he ever talked to Kenny Omega at any point in history? We know he talked to Tony Khan about a bunch of stuff, but did he ever talk to any of these people? He said, oh, I'm an open door. If you have an issue with me, then talk to me. Did he ever talk to any of those guys? Did CM Punk complain about people talking to the media in front of the wrestling media? You know, what are, this guy is super hypocritical and is doing all these things. And yes, he's a huge draw. He is one of the biggest, if not the biggest stars in this company. But at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff could have been avoided and it's hard to not say that the person who could have avoided all a lot of this is CM Punk himself. But we'll get to that. I guess we'll dive into the timeline, kind of all these bits. And I also thought about like a lot of like what if scenarios because let I mean let's just what start. What if he didn't get hurt? What at the, the first at, time at the in the first with the foot? I think that changed a lot too. Yeah, because there probably is a is something that sets in right in your head Mm -hmm. that they don't need me as much as i thought they did but also they really proved really well on dynamite last night 
they proved that they don't they didn't need their top four stars. Now don't get me wrong. You want all four of them back. <laughs> of I, course. I said that sure. I said at the beginning of this. Yeah. You want all four back if you can, right? Yeah. But they're gonna be okay. And the the thing with AEW as a whole is that they and when I say they I mean Tony Khan mm-hmm. allowed a Wild West type feel. Yeah. In their company over the past couple months, very old. And he embraced school, it. Very old school wrestling territory yeah. idea. You know, you get Which it. Which is fine. Yep. And the MJF stuff, thankfully, didn't come in the back to bite you in the ass. But that was the start. Mm-hmm. And now you get this, and it's like, okay, so for the second straight time, your your pay per view is second to this bigger story. No, no, be wrong. It's your company. Also, to be fair, if the pay-per-view was a little bit better, <laughs> you know, maybe. Well, yeah, if the pay-per-view wasn't, didn't have its slogs, which I thought, I think last time I thought it did too. Um, they had a, I think the last one had a couple slogs. That's what happens when you have 15 matches. Uh, <laughs> we talk, listen to the review, listen to a review. Just in, it's just impossible. Yeah. Um, but my whole thing is, if he doesn't get hurt, a lot probably does change. He's around mm-hmm. to begin with. Not being around changes the I, the mindset of a lot of people. And do I think that the Young Bucks were the ones sneaking out information to the dirt sheets to talk about punk? I have no idea. Well, according to Dave, SRS, and everybody else, no. <laughs> exactly. According to them, no. But do I believe that they've probably snuck out information before? Sure, maybe. Absolutely. I also think it's funny that they're like, oh, yeah, the Young Bucks didn't say that. They didn't say anything about like Omega or Paige or Colt yeah, or anything. The Young Bucks did. Which yeah. is funny because hey, Kenny wasn't around this whole time either. True. Right? So, yeah. Kenny, because remember that was the thing as well when, when Punk came in, is that Kenny Omega was also roughly injured around the same time yeah. Punk came in. I also do think it's interesting. I think Punk was mostly talking about the Young Bucks because of how we got told that the situation happened yeah where kenny was like pretty cool calm and collected he didn't really care and then like obviously a fight started so he had to kind of care but like i always found that interesting so like clearly young bucks were like oh they're talking about they're talking about us mm-hmm. and kenny was probably like eh, who cares and you know back and forth the fight happens and we'll get into that but it's definitely a what if scenario for a lot of things here yeah yeah no it's definitely but that's that's wild. a different season much like on disney plus that you can wait for you can wait for the what if version of uh cm punk versus the elite well i have a couple of what if scenarios so like we'll just start with the <laughs> timeline cm punk comes into the company we all talked about like that is obviously a super boon to this company immediate no, draw their biggest stuff. signing no no one's taking that away no no one's taking away super super great signing however what is very interesting about that signing is what kind of were the ripples, what the belief of the, the alleged ripples of that signing was, right? You know, one, uh, Cody Rhodes. So Co- remember, remember there was all this talk at one point in time that maybe one of the reasons Cody is not getting a signing is because Punk is kind of replacing him. Punk needs a lot more money than Cody probably would be. You can put all, shove all that money to Punk. Why, you know, why do the uh, stuff to that? 
if Punk never comes to this company, is Cody still in this company? I don't know. There's also the other ripple of Brian Danielson also already, uh, if I'm not mistaken, already being in the company. I also remember him early on saying, oh yeah, I was going to be the good guy baby face that would like put over all the young talent, but Punk wanted to do that, so I'll turn heel and all this other stuff, right? Does Brian Danielson keep doing that? Does Brian Danielson become AEW world champion on that route? I don't know. Stuff to think about. I don't know. But that, you know, that's what if scenarios. These are just things that we might be on that route again. <laughs> I say, do, I say do it, but we'll get to that. Uh, so that is all stuff that is like very interesting to me. So, I mean, the real yeah. start of the drama is punk comes in and then we start hearing rumors of Colt Cabana, uh, seemingly being let go and then we hear reports that, that the young bucks want, are the ones that are were really gunning for colt to stay in the company um and then colt cabana somehow got renewed a contract but it was for exclusively the ring of honor brand uh we hear all these rumors of all these you know all these reports about different things uh comes to the fruition that the locker room starts believing the rumors of Punk wanted Colt out of the company. Uh, reporters claim yeah. that it was never Punk Bucks that leaked it. It was, but it was something that was very common, a common belief in the locker room. So that started that that germination process of, oh, it was maybe the Young Bucks that leaked this and Punk wanted this and started. That was really the start of the fragmentation of this company, as it were, this locker room, as it were, and it's just unbelievable and that that uh, that idea then came into the adam page promo the the one that at the time you and i were like no that's about we'll move on who cares <laughs> right i mean it was it, it seemed like a promo mm-hmm. that fit kind of the edginess that cm punk does in his promos so at the time it and was just like oh and also good what people have said to him previously with Eddie right. Kingston, MJF. Yeah, so when it happened, I was like, oh, whatever, who cares? Little did we know. Yeah. Matter a lot more. Just some quotes from the promo here. Adam Page said, see, I've been waiting for this moment, not for weeks, but for months. I imagine myself maybe sitting up at the top of the ramp cross-legged. Legged. Uh, in this moment, I realize I can't do it, and not because I'm afraid I get fired when I go back through the curtain kind of funny looking at that back now and not because i'm afraid of you that's for damn sure but the more i thought about what i really wanted to say about you the more i realized it's exactly what you would do <laughs> very interesting looking back on that i don't hate you i almost pity you and i have no respect for you and what you've done since you've gotten here you talk a big game about workers rights yeah well you've showed the exact opposite since you've gotten here uh, a lot of stuff that now now looking back man he is really speaking to what Punk would do and then Punk would eventually do uh, months down the line. That's an un- And that's taking account the workers' rights thing. It's really a premonition of what was to come for CM Punk himself. Yeah. It's what yeah, rough stuff. Uh, oh, man, it's... The, the crazy thing to me with these two in particular is like no one has a bad word about Heyman no one and and that's where i think a lot of cm punk's old schoolism yeah shows right because you know we know the comment of how hangman page said no like i'd rather do stuff on my own and learn from it i got that and comment. that's really i got that comment if you like it as well and that's 
and that's what seemingly started this. And that's very old school thinking, right? Yeah. That's something that the Undertaker would get mad about, right? <laughs> like all all these older Hogan. generation people. Hogan would get mad about that for sure. Well, Hogan's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but like I I say Taker because I know that he's done it. I've I've heard him say these things before. Yeah. And you were there. You were at the courtroom. I was at the courtroom. <laughs> uh CM Punk, you know, he he's an interest. he's always been an interesting cat but he has a lot of old school thinking old school style mm-hmm. and that's never going to go away mix that with that he does have an attitude and he again he acknowledges that it bubbled up and we're here we're here right now so yeah, so there were rumors at the time of Double or Nothing that Punk was threatening to walk at one point. He was so upset by these comments, he was threatening to walk. Rumors of Punk saying, I will never job to Adam Page. Luckily, the match happens. Punk wins. Dynamite happens. He breaks his foot. Rampage happens. He relinquishes the title. Uh, <laughs> that that was just so bad in so many ways, because just think about the different timeline, right? Yeah. He keeps the title. He goes to all out. He drops it to MJF. That was the plan. That was always the plan. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's gone. Yep. Rushes himself back, I'm sure. Which, again, you have to... Like, I saw people be like, CM Punk doesn't care about any of the fans. I was like, I don't think that's totally true. I think he's just an angry person who... who is angry at his situation right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's just like, oh, fuck the fans. They, in the end, he's gonna think about himself. Yes, yeah. because guess what? It's all about it's all about money and business at the end of the day. But I don't think this any of this was like, yes, yeah, screw the fans. I don't give a shit. It was more so he's frustrated with what's going on. He has his problems that you know we don't agree with necessarily, but it's his problems unless. But I never thought I never saw any of this as fuck the fans because if yeah. you remember literally every moment leading up to that hangman page match, it just felt it always felt natural from him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so summer happens, goes by with him on the shelf. Things get a little quiet. Punk, you know, of course is in pain. He's recovering. One would think mentally he's recovering, but surely instead of mentally recovering, he is drafting a a months old receipt for Adam Page. Uh, You know, I I wrote this down in my notes here is that you would think that he had plenty of time to, if he was this upset about Hangman Adam Page's comments, surely he would have said something at this point in time. No, he was, you know, he did what Comic-Con and all this stuff, didn't say anything then, kept it professional, all that stuff, didn't, you know, didn't say it then, could have. Instead, he wanted instead instead of doing a comic con, he waited for television, which is fascinating. Also, during the summer, like you said, there's a comment about Adam Page getting advice by ring vets like Punk and Sting. The comment was, "Oh boy, I don't know. I'm stubborn. I don't take advice. It's a good question. And that's probably the honest answer. I listen. I listen to people say things, but rarely do I listen hard. I was part of that movement that created the entire company, and I'm a world champion. I don't know that I need their advice. I'll certainly listen." but there's something to be said about trial and error and doing it on your own. I take more pride in that. Um, I could see how that didn't help. 
Yeah, <laughs> the vision of Hangman Page and CM Punk's mind. <laughs> in Punk, yeah, in Punk's head, that is like, oh, so this He's guy doesn't it. respect me. Then he doesn't respect what yeah. I've done in this business, which is again yeah. a very so old. They school already had thought. problems. Yeah, they already had problems, and then Hangman Page says, "Pretty much like, yeah, I don't fucking need." <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, but also in Hangman's defense, is he wrong? I mean, he is right that he was I part of the company. From. Yeah, yeah. He, he's part of this company with. Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, the the Young Bucks, right? People that created all these jobs, created a multi-million dollar company, you know, did all of this stuff for the, you know, created the entire brand. CM Punk never did that. CM Punk, you know, when he left WWE, never went off to Ring of Honor, New Japan, never did that stuff. You know, he never did anything, but these guys did. What advice do I need to know from this guy? Yeah. When I've... Yeah built a company right right when i've revolutionized wrestling to a certain extent i guess i get both sides yeah i totally get both sides i get where hangman's coming from that i've gotten this far right Mm -hmm. i've gotten this far done pretty well i got my friends you know i got i got the elite newsflash everybody the elite are still his friends um sorry to (laughs) sorry to ruin your being the elite my kayfabe um and that's probably half the reason they went to bat on certain things too. Yeah. You know, the elites defending Hangman Page, I'm sure. And again, when I say I get both sides, it's in the it's in the point that CM Punk is a veteran who wants to teach people. Right? That was his big thing coming in. You know, I want to help younger talent. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Great. When someone says, I don't want it, that instantly is like, fuck you, right? Yeah, he, he feels After like... After already having problems. He feels like, you know, that that the anger to Adam Page's response very much feels like to me, and I, again, we're, I feel like we're doing a lot of psychoanalyzing, and again, to a certain extent, that's what we are doing, but like, but we're not professionals at it, but I'm just feeling like he that comment feels very i don't know like he feels that his he is entitled to being the leader of the company yeah, like sure. he I, he he came in thinking oh you know him and Brian Danielson came in thinking oh I want to put over the younger talent make them look good give them advice teach them where I can you know all this stuff but to a certain extent like Danielson took like weirdly a humble approach to it while CM Punk was like Oh, I'm gonna be the guy that is the face, the leader of the company, and everyone's gonna follow what I say. Yeah. And and when he was met with someone that was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'll listen to it, but like, I might not necessarily do it." Uh, yeah. CM Punk gets immediately <coughs> up, upset about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's expected. Um, goes <laughs> fra- what was that fragile ego, fragile mind? Yes, <laughs> fragile ego, fragile mind. It- it's all thinking that we don't fully understand either. Sure. Like I think that's also worth knowing. Like we, I've never been in the shoes that CM Punk is as a twenty-plus year wrestling veteran who's been through Ring of Honor, who's been through WWE as the top star in mm-hmm. both at one point. Also, grew right? up in a business that was very much like you listen to your elders and do all this right. other stuff. Right, and 
you know, I, I've, I haven't been in those shoes, so I can't fully understand like exactly what he's thinking, but I'm sure there's plenty of anger there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Like we're, we're sitting here and we're talking about this. Like we, we, we ultimately get the point. CM Punk isn't happy with Hangman Page, and that probably does lead down to the elite. But I think this is worth mentioning. So the report of, you know, Punk kind of saying, hey, Hangman Page isn't the guy. I don't know if this is true, right? Mm -hmm. Or he's not the guy, but his title reign hasn't been good. Yeah. Was he wrong? (laughs) Besides the Danielson stuff, did Hangman Page ever feel like the guy like he was supposed to? And this isn't me agreeing with punk this is me actually asking a question of did they drop the bag with hangman page the aw world champion because i remember a lot of people feeling like they did yeah i I... look at john moxley's world champion this year and look at hangman page yeah very different feelings now he did have good stuff in there the danielson stuff you talked about that's for sure lance archer happened that was a good month of ratings for him that that match did very well for him i repeat good matches for sure um i mean you know dante martin was a adam good match, cole stuff, stuff. adam well, cole st- i would i would argue that the adam cole stuff really was what the turning point for his his title reign because that really turned yes, to cm punk hopes adam cole gets okay Great yeah guy. good guy uh but I, that's for, the one good thing he said about anyone personally for me it was the adam cole stuff where i started turning on it on in a sense page yeah. no, but i don't think it was for me pages, his reign yeah it wasn't necessarily page's fault why it why it turned it was yeah. I mean, he obviously plays a part in it. He's, you know, he's a champion right. and all that sort of stuff. But, like, sure. it was just my feelings about Adam Cole and just being yeah. in the world title picture. I was just like, ah, I don't whatever. But that, ultimately, after that, I was like, okay, Adam Page, he, yeah. He wasn't on TV as much as you would expect him to be no. either. No, he wasn't. Which is, this is a Tony Khan problem. This isn't a Hangman Page problem. Now, to be fair... Uh, to play the other side of the coin, which is sort of how we're also playing. Didn't miss a freaking minute. No TV. But if that if that rumor going around of Punk saying, you know, acting like a Game of Thrones character and whispering in Tony Khan's ear that his reign isn't good, or whatever, Mm. you know, Mm. when when was that happening? Right? When when were those comments being laid into Tony Khan? And we don't even know if this is all true. This I don't even know where this rumor came from. I just remember reading it. Yeah. There's so much stuff that it all gets a little twisted, but I just felt like bringing that up because it's like, well, the, he wasn't fully wrong, but that's mostly a Tony Khan problem. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. I think, you know, talking about the idea. Tony Khan of- had a lot of problems this week. Let's just be honest here. Like, none of this should have happened. I, media scrum should be dead unless it's just him talking from now on, too. Yeah. Um, that's that's just good, me. That's but. a good idea. I mean, there's there's also the idea of you know of CM Punk had many opportunities to change course. Tony mm-hmm. Khan also had many opportunities to change course. I mean, he seemingly loved. Could have put his foot down eventually. He seemingly loved all of this though. Like that's the problem yeah. is that he was into this all. This this was his, and and that's why I brought up like you allowed this to be the wild wild west. Yeah. He started with the MJF stuff. He yeah. 
He started taking the reins. And you just let it go. Yeah. You just you were just like, oh, let's embrace it all on TV. Let's talk about Thunder Rosa sandbagging. Let's like all of this stuff. In the end, it is his fault. He let it happen. Yeah. He didn't cut off CM Punk while he was doing that. What do you think? CM Punk was gonna punch him on the spot? No, he wasn't gonna hit him. No, he wasn't gonna hit no. him. No, he wasn't if gonna he hit him, him, but he did certainly interrupt him multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, just it was. A little, it, yeah, well, he's he's a heated guy. It's not good. It's not good to interrupt your boss, but it is like the thing of like he was heated and he's like, I got a point to make. He was heated. He was hurt. Like I can't stress enough. Probably being hurt again did not help. And I'm not defending CM Punk. I'm just trying to get his point of view here because I think we've only looked at the point of view as like, oh, he's awful, and he was. He was. I said that. What he said and what he did was awful. Yep. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out his point of view. And I'm sure having a torn whatever, ten, what was it? What did he hurt? We don't torn know. Peck? We don't I know exactly. Torn, probably uh, torn pack. Torn arm muscle. We, uh, yeah, Dave, like, Dave and Wrestling Observer mentioned that it could be the tricep, bicep, pack, something in that it's area. It's bad. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. He didn't go all purple like Cody Rhodes. Don't worry, guys. But, uh, you know, some people, some people just feel different. Maybe you should have never let Cody Rhodes go. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's what were the ultimate result. You let go of the one EVP who had a, who had the right head. He didn't do anything on his own. There was no such thing as a Cody verse. I don't know what you people are talking about. Cody leaving was the best thing for both. Yeah, I'm. I don't know personally how it like because obviously at the end of Cody's run in the AEW, he started really losing control of the audience and what he wanted. Mind and losing. Yeah, he, he was really disassociated himself. But it is fascinating to think that like if Punk never came into the company, whether or not Cody would still be there because he would still have the money and everything. Um, so that that is all very interesting to think about. Yeah. So at a, you know. Punk returns, makes the comment about saying a little bit of advice, and I suggest you take it. The apology must be as loud in public as a disrespect. Um, then we seemingly things are kind of fine, I guess. It's kind of, oh, that's weird. Um, oh, yeah. And then we get to the all-out presser where he interrupts Nick Houseman of Wrestling Inc., doesn't answer any questions, just cuts him off, starts talking, giving a tirade about Colt Cabana, the EVPs, Adam Page, MJF, everyone he feels have wronged him in front of Tony Khan, his boss, and the media, which I talked about earlier is that, you know, one of the aspects of CM Punk is complaining that, you know, don't go to the media to complain about things, you know, Young Bucks, assuming it was the Young Bucks. Go to my, you know, my locker room's always open to go do these things. He's saying this while in front of the wrestling media. It's just like, the, the like, man, I don't know. The, you know, I talked about earlier about like who this person is, the aspects of this person's it's very much. I don't see many times in CM Punk's reactions to thing where he decides to be the better man and go high. It appears that he multiple goes low and, you know, goes into this fight, you know, goes into uh, going lower than his opponent or going meeting his opponent where he thinks they are. Right. He's never like, Oh, I'm the better man. Right. He, Oh, I won't talk to the media. He does a freaking 10 minute conversation for the media about why you shouldn't talk in front of the media. Like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? So yeah, we get to the backstage fight. Of course, let's talk about this. Uh, so we don't know exactly why things happened, why he was so angry, why this tirade started. We addressed that. Maybe it's because 
you know, maybe MJF was getting cheered in Chicago and he didn't like that. Maybe it's because he was in a lot of discomfort because he had an injury at the time uh, following his match of Moxley. Um, Maybe it was something that he already pre-planned whether or not he was going to get injured, no matter, you know, no no matter which way he got injured, if he didn't at all. Right. Maybe this is something he was already going to say and make public. Um, don't know. Uh, but following very that, possible. very, very possible with this guy. Who knows? Following, Maybe not as angry. Good point. <laughs> That's actually a great point. That's a very good point. Maybe not as... Uh... Maybe he wasn't would it be of uh, eating a muffin and just you know he was the Elmo meme you know the elbow like gif with the fire like that was him yeah in that moment he was just like fuck this shit just <laughs> aggressively done. eating a muffin by the oh. way been dying for a muffin ever since <laughs> I think you, I'm kidding I'm not <laughs> you gotta I think when he comes back if he if at all he comes back to this company. He uh, instead of ice cream bars, it should be muffins. You know, he has to walk out with a muffin. He has to. He has to walk I'll out. I absolutely lose my mind. I, MJF MJF should have walked out with a muffin on on dynamite. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so then we get the melee that happened backstage. <laughs> um, according to the elite camp, uh, they walked. Hello, Larry. We're getting saved. Of course. According to the elite camp, uh, the elite, the EVPs walked in with talent relation members, Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck and head of legal mega Perek. I don't never know how to pronounce your last name. We don't know exactly what kicked it off, but it's believed punk threw the first punch at Mac Jackson. The leaves camp say this punch came before anyone really said anything. The elite side of the story, conti- the elite side of the story continues saying Nick went to help his brother, but then a steel, uh, obviously a, uh, producer, trainer, whatever the term is there in the company, uh, threw a chair at Nick Jackson. Uh, Omega went to help Larry the dog out of the room. He came back, tried to pull a steel off of a Jackson brother, which then a steel then promptly bit at Kenny Omega. Uh, we don't really have punk side of the story per se, other than the belief that they came in. It was a three on one. Um, uh, and that, they also a punk side of the story also seemingly agrees that punk threw the first punch and steel beat bit Omega that both sides are saying those two facts are true. Um, they haven't really given context of why those facts Hard are to true. Make up someone biting. Yeah. You have a mark on your hand afterwards, I'm sure. Uh, so the fight itself, let's talk about that. So we're talking about punk's mindset during this fight, right? Why? If why was Punk the first person to throw a fist? Why was Punk the first guy to punch anybody in the room? Right? I think that's the question that we kind of have to consider for ourselves. From my perspective, like I kind of talked about, it's a guy that felt cornered. He felt like he had to physically fight for his beliefs. He's a guy that doesn't go high. He goes low. And so he... He was like, oh, I'm going to get jumped or something, and then went for the punch first. From Punk's perspective, he probably maybe thought that something was going to happen, that he thought that these guys were super in the wrong. I don't know if he thought that he obviously didn't think that they were coming to apologize to him, or else why did he throw a punch? Mm-hmm. So what did you think, Scotty? <laughs> uh, I So 
it sounds like he didn't want to answer the door. Um, mm-hmm. And again, this goes to the frustration of pain and probably exhausted. Sure. And it was what knowing that it was like one in the morning at this point, midnight. Yeah, and and you make the point of they he probably expected no apology mm-hmm. whatsoever. So that plays a factor. Uh, but but ultimately it's it's still bad like you, you shouldn't have been throwing punches to fight right and how was the punch thrown how like was it thrown with intent mm-hmm. was it thrown with the fact that like dude just get out of here like like a, like a push thro- sort of thing like yeah like just like mm-hmm. yeah um i don't i don't know um, but either way, led to hostility between all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's sad that, like, Kenny got suspended because it really does seem like he was the one that wasn't, like, he didn't seem determined to really fight like that or anything. And when people were like, it went six minutes, it was no short fight. I was like, okay, what went six minutes? The process of them knocking on the door and then it happening? Yeah. Or, like, them tussling around. Because if it took six minutes to realize, oh, we should break these guys up, then that's another problem. Uh, <laughs> yes. But either way, him throwing a punch or getting physical mm-hmm. in any way, no matter what it was, is wrong. It's wrong. It's it's not. It goes without saying. And it getting to the point that it did, Yeah, I feel like that could have been stopped. Um, but once you, you know, it's once one thing's thrown and, you know, they're all, they're all bubbling at that point. It, there was no shot at being calm individuals after that. Yeah. And then there's also the mindset of like a steel in that moment, right? Like he's a guy, he's like sort of the management team in a way of this company. His wife is in there. His wife is injured, has an injured foot. So he's defending his wife. Yeah, but it is. I understood like whoever was trying to like tell us that was, mm-hmm. but I can fucking guarantee you the elite was not going in there to be like do anything to his wife. They probably had no idea your wife was even in there to begin. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It, it is like, like it's psychotic behavior. Yeah, it, Dave talked. Him. Dave talked about it on Wrestling Observer today, where he just said that like, you know, as like a he Ace steals mindset was obviously like not from a position of calming the situation down but rather i am going to help my friend with this fist fight yep and and that is a to me that if i heard that if this investigation happens and and a lot of people say that and that seems to be the claim you fire this guy i mean hit the bricks dude like are you kidding me like you your job is to be there and and you know be the management be what christopher daniels and pakazow i assume were even though it does sound yeah. like it was a one-sided that that's control. What's, that's what's fascinating to me is that we only know about punk punching the jacksons nick jackson getting a chair thrown at his head by a steel and a steel biting omega and pulling on his hair and stuff yeah but and then everyone else in the room getting suspended Pat Block. Pat, or everyone else that worked for the company, basically. Larry. Larry got suspended. <laughs> Pat Buck, Daniels, Nakazawa, Cutler. Uh, they Which, all, you know, they also got suspended. So, those are interesting to me. Yeah. 
Also, that's a lot of people coming with the young boxes to yeah. talk to CM Punk. That's a lot of people also in the room not taking any blows or giving any blows. How did it last six minutes? And yeah, and only three physical altercations like, really happened. There's so many que- like when you like when I read that they were all suspended, I was like, well, what were they doing? Yeah. Were they yeah. doing anything? Like that 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 to me means this shouldn't have escalated to the point it was because you had three people there to break it up and and at seemingly least. and seemingly more yeah at least three people you know there could have it, been more people it, there as well it's stunning to me that all that happened it's almost like i don't know i that <laughs> is the that is the part of all this fight that is so confusing yeah and is probably the part of the um investigation that might matter the most i agree because like what were you guys doing did you guys just let this happen yeah what happened what happened at our top wrestlers fight yeah like what did you get in on the fight like what happened i don't know what is nakazawa and color obviously like they're friends with kenny and the young bucks so it's like but why was the head of talent relations christopher daniel suspended right you My think? guess is they grabbed him and be like, okay, we want you here to be mediator. Like, right, sure. Mm-hmm. But why was he suspended? What did, yeah. what did he do? Did he? Is it because he let the fight happen? Because then that's fair. Because I don't know how the fight happened with all these different people there. And I will never get it. But uh, it's, such a, it's such a difficult situation, why, which is why I always go back to the, if you can work this out, you try to. Yeah. Because to me, this isn't a big enough problem that it's unworkable through. Possibly. Possibly, to be fair. We don't Eddie Kingston just fought Sammy (laughs) Guevara. He just did. Obviously, they moved on. And And they shook hands. They shook hands at the end of it. That was the report. Right. Like obviously it's a little different, but like they just fought. Yeah. They just did. Like CM Punk's a different person from any of these people in the way he works mm-hmm. but i would stress that eddie kingston is too just a little bit so to me at the end of all this fighting and shit is that everyone's suspended yep. no one knows how long nope well not every well we don't know how long CM punk's not suspended yet we don't we is, don't know like, there's not been confirmation about what has happened to Ace Steel and CM Punk. Yeah. We know it, that Ace Steel was not on the road. We know what was being decided. We know it was being decided. We know there were meet a one-on-one meeting, or at least one-on-one meeting, with Tony Khan and CM Punk at one point. on That they said was, cons- was constructive. constructive I believe that was the, yeah. Which is good. Um, That's good to hear. But we have no idea if he's necessarily been suspended um if he's been fired we know he's on the injured list right we know like he was injured is he going to be injured without pay right like i don't know what that kind of contract situation is is he going to well it all comes down to was he fired or not and to me this is this is my ultimate takeaway from all of this if tony khan can't make these guys get over their shit <laughs> and move on yeah and stay then that's on him as a businessman as a promoter 
there's been far worse than this that's happened in the wrestling business that people have worked through. The, eight, the 80s, the 90s. That. Remember when it was Arn Anderson stabbed the guy with a pair of scissors? Like, <laughs> like far worse. And they've gotten through it because yeah. they've done the business in the end, right? In this, in this situation, no one was stabbed or shot. So, you know, like, at least it's better than like it's old why school. I compare to the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart situation. Yeah. Most. I think that's the most like, apt comparison. In the end, they're just top stars fighting. Yeah. And they don't like each other. Sure. But yeah. in the end, they did the business, right? And I don't see a Montreal screw job happening. I guarantee you that. There's no there's no screw job to happen. The title is off of punk. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it, it doesn't even matter. Uh but to me, like this all depends on how good of a promoter, how good of a businessman is Tony Khan. We yeah. know he's a good businessman, but can he be a good promoter? You can't you can lose because I saw it last night. You you'll be fine without him. Mm-hmm. But you don't go on without making every effort to keep your top draw. You don't. You got to make the effort, even if he's in the wrong. You got to make the effort. You got to hope. And CM Punk has to check a lot of boxes to make sure he comes back. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. got he's got to apologize mm-hmm. to the locker room, not just them. He's got to have conversations. I think one on ones with the elite. He's got to have one on ones with Hangman Page. Doesn't have to talk to Cole Cabana. Fuck that. We're not. We're over that. Don't put them in a room. Okay. Let's yeah. just move on from that. I, I can't stress enough how much that doesn't matter to this. Like, if he said the Cole Cabana stuff and we moved on, nothing would have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Everyone would be like, ah, oh, whatever. Who cares? It's all the other stuff. He's got to apologize. He's got to do that. He's got he's to make a lot of promises to make this happen. Um, and that's if he wants it, which at the end of recovery for the second time in a year, maybe he doesn't want it anymore, which I would totally understand, too. Maybe it's not worth the recovery and all that twice. Yeah. I mean, how old is CM Punk at the moment, right? That's the question. 45? 43. By the time he comes back, he will be 44. Okay. After two, a, a broken foot and a torn arm muscle. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk's run was never going to be a long time. It no. wasn't. No. He made that pretty clear. Like He didn't know how long he'd be around. Um, but if he is done, which again, we don't know, we won't probably know for a while. I'm guessing we won't really know until eight months are up. I think even if he is true, even if they decide to go their separate ways and there's apologies made or whatever, we really don't know because who knows what happens in eight months time. And I, and I said this, injuries suck. They're awful. They're terrible but it actually might be the thing that keeps CM Punk around. That's well, that's, that's my thought. So uh, takes him away, cool off for a year almost. Well, that's my concern is it's, it's a, it's a game to play. It's a game to play and he hasn't proved it in the past. Like he got injured during the summer and came back. And the first thing he did on a microphone was call out Adam page. Right. Like that's true. I, there is that there is evidence already pointing to the fact that if you get this guy suspended or whatever and he comes back to the company there is evidence suggesting that something he will do immediately is probably call out Kenny Omega in the Bucks 
You know, he there's, mm-hmm. there's already a precedent set. Yeah. And I, well, that's the thing. You have to come to an agreement before he comes back. That's why you've got to work all through this while he's getting better. Yeah. Now, yeah. Right. You got to you got to have agreements now. Mm-hmm. You got to have agreements halfway, and you got to have agreements at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And truthfully, if that all worked out, you know who CM Punk would reappear against? Probably the Elite. <laughs> it would sell a pay per view. Uh, it would. It would sit him versus Kenny Omega. I said this when the Moxley stuff was happening when they were feuding. Is that that's probably the only match that's bigger. Well, got even bigger now if they somehow come to, but we just don't know. We don't know. No. And we know CM Punk's been friends with the Young Bucks in the past. Yep. He's wanted to work with both of these three, all three of them. Yep. He's wanted to team with Danielson against the Young Bucks. He's wanted to work with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot has happened, but you got to hash out both sides. You got to be fully honest with one another. Will that happen? I don't freaking know. There's a lot of questions that we're just not going to have the answers to, I think, for a while. Yeah. I'm more pessimistic. I am un- uncertain about this guy and how he's going to handle himself. Uh, but, you know, it remains to be My seen. My full assumption is CM Punk's gone. Yeah, I, I think that's the but better assumption. But it's wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So it's the- as 50-50 as it really can be. For a situation that shouldn't be 50-50. Will, does Tony Khan between now and March to May, May by the way, double or nothing, that would a, what a re-debut of Punk that would be, uh, between March and May, can Tony Khan have a star that is as big financially as Punk? If that's the case, there's no point in bringing the guy back. There's a, there's a great clip from that someone posted from an old like being the elite q a thing with the bullet club like it was cody hangman yeah young bucks and kenny where they're like do you want to bring cm punk back and they're like i text him every day to do that yeah and then he made the good point that he's probably like the last guy you bring in that changes the game right certainly did <laughs> certainly he did. did he did like as much as people want to act like he's been like this terrible like swine to AEW, he changed the game for AEW. He, he really did. He set merch records. He set ticket sale records. He he set records financially. He for this company. had as good a comeback as you can have after seven years away from the ring. I'm I'm firm. Like I fully believe that he had great matches. He had great feuds. He had great stories. He had great promos. It's like he never missed a day. He was a financial success for the company, which is also a huge thing. Which rating success, everything, mm-hmm. everything he did, he was a success. So, can you re- replicate that? I don't think you can, unless like Brock Lesnar, or John Cena is walking through the door, which I guarantee you they are not. But the, um, the wipeout connection. <laughs> oh, right, the wipeout connection. Uh, to me, like you have guys that can be that. Like, yeah. I don't know. If you heat up Brian Danielson, I wouldn't question that. Brian Danielson's very popular. You just haven't really used him in that role yeah, at all. Like you did with the Hangman stuff, and that did great. That did great. Understandably, it did great. You had him wrestle for 60 minutes on your television screen, and you pretty much nailed it, right, yeah. with the viewership. As the match built up towards the end, you had people paying attention. So Danielson's someone that you lean on. 
Moxley is someone you lean on. Jericho is someone you lean on. As we know now, mm-hmm. they are leaning on them. Um, but you can't replicate CM Punk. No, you can't replicate a guy being gone for the business for so long and then coming back to your company. And like a guy who left an impact on the business before mm-hmm. he left. Yeah. As big as he did. Yeah. He, you know, that he has an unsurmountable amount of pros to CM Punk as many cons. The problem, right. the question is, I think the twofold, the one I posed of like, can between now and then TK book a, re- a big of a star replacement as Punk? Maybe? P- I think it's possible, but I don't know. Uh, you had a guy start off the first Dynamite without CM Punk that is like maybe the only guy that can develop into that. Yeah, I think it's so, I think it's totally possible. Um, secondly, does if CM Punk came back, how much does this whole situation hurt his financial stuff? Hurt? Oh, I don't his, think it hurts how he feels. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> there's an argument to be made that it might be better. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say, especially with him going away for a little bit. Like I was thinking about this last night when they were crowning the new trios champions. It was like the moment the elite walk back through the door, it's gonna be like they they were gone forever. Maybe they're only gone a month. Like it won't matter. They're going to get the biggest pop. They're going to get the biggest, everything. The moment and the moment MJF walked back in the door, he got a ginormous pop. Right. And there's no reason MJF should have. Yeah. MJF was shitting on a W. He was saying, I want to go to WWE release me. Still saying, right. Well, that's true. But he was saying all these things Mm -hmm. and like all of that, should have left him hated but what were the chance ending all out mjf right so it's like it's not gonna hurt them sales wise or anything if anything they're gonna be more eyes <laughs> if they come back that's the crazy thing yeah on the flip side the con side the nick the nick tony concept uh no there's there's the other idea these are the pros to con the cons are kind of what we talked about is that this guy has obvious anger man constant constant anger management issues he you know obviously starting to become injury prone to a certain extent i guess uh so you just don't make him world champion yeah which that's a a huge point you know which i'm sure he'll probably agree with honestly (laughs) he's starting to get injury prone so you can't necessarily rely on him in that sense um you know he's in the jericho role easy yeah he cost a lot of money we we've established it does that cost a lot of money. He's got he, but when he'll he have makes more you, baggage that it could when he makes you even more money. Mm-hmm. Assume that's it, why he costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, and that's the idea: is you pay him the big bucks because he's going to bring in the bigger bucks. Um, right. it, the question is just whether or not that baggage is going to be helpful or hurtful, and that is you only time will tell. You know, I do find it interesting that the elite have had problems with multiple people now. Like they had who? problems with Cody at the end. I well they that was reported a decent amount. But I, the the yeah. EVPs were fighting. And yes. when you read the EVPs were fighting, it said Cody's fighting with the Gilly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do I do remember reading that near the very, very end they started to get back a little bit together. Or at least yeah, to have more cordial conversations. I think that is interesting. Yeah. Cody's old school too. Very old school. It's but I think that's also the mentality of the company, right? Is that anyone that has that sort of old school mentality can work within this company 
But if it's too old school, it starts butting heads with what this company is. Is that, right. you know, that old school stuff, and this is actually kind of a, almost, I'm almost summarizing what Dave said on Wrestling Observer this morning, that the old school can work, it just won't necessarily always work uh, yeah. in this company. And that's that's the the frustration, that's the interesting stuff. The things that used to work might work, but they don't always necessarily work. I'm also personally, I don't, you know, I don't know if CM Punk should maybe stay in wrestling. Like, I don't like I'm start. I have the questions of like, whether or not this is the right thing for this guy. Right. You know, you have that quote, you know, of, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, all stuff. when I was in the other company. I'm thinking, sitting myself being like, I mean, you're not physically, mentally, emotionally healthy now, man. I don't, you know, maybe it's not the company, you know, maybe it's not, you know, these are the things I'm thinking about. And I don't know how much that, that really lies in all this stuff, but maybe it's not the company's per se. Maybe there is something about maybe this, you're great at this sport, but maybe yeah. it is not just for you, man. You know what? I wrap it up by saying this. I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm tired. And I work with fucking children. How, wait, hold on. Anyway! <laughs> hold on. <laughs> well, so it was announced on Dynamite. Tony Khan announced yeah, this. This. Is, this is the uh, this is the larger portion. By the way, we went an hour. I, wasn't I know, I know, about. I know. We I went know. an hour talking about it all. I think... That's why we did the bonus. That's why we did the bonus. We, before we do move on to the main part of this now, which is pretty much just dynamite. Yeah. Um, Punk was wrong. Punk was the most wrong in terms of the talent involved. Tony Khan needs to get his shit together. The elite were also wrong. Not as wrong, but wrong. Yeah. All these suspended suspensions are warranted. If it's possible, you try to make it work. If not, you cut the bait, move on. I think that's fair, right? With CM Punk, it's just what you got to do. Yeah, he he's a big enough you star. You need guarantees. He's a he's he's too big of a star to not one try. last try give it a. You got to try the old college try. You got to try, but at the same time, it's not worth it if he's not going to play ball. Yeah, one hundred percent. And at that point, that's you, that. At that point, you cut the guy because uh, you have these guys we're about to talk about that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're going to steer the ship. They're we watched it last night. They had a fantastic dynamite without four of their biggest stars. They they didn't go on as business as usual because they had to make these announcements. Yeah. Also, Tony Khan was booed. I was about to get to that. So uh yeah, the show as a whole had like sort of an eerie vibe to it. It did. Because it nothing did. was formally addressed. But to be fair, there are ongoing investigations so i can see why at a legal standpoint he's not going to say anything um but he did address at the top of the show that the titles have been vacated uh, both the trios title and the aw world title were vacated uh he said that the trios title would be decided in that six man that was already planned between death triangle and the best friends and that the aw world title will be decided at grand slam following the grand slam tournament of champions um with uh, six individuals who all have been former champions uh world champions other companies tnt champions etc tag champions 
Those six people are, we saw tonight, uh, Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. On Friday's Rampage, we'll have Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, which I guess there are spoilers, so I don't know. I don't think we're necessarily going to be talking about that, but that's not a review of yeah, that, it Reddit. That's, yeah, it was taped, so we're not reviewing that, but there are spoilers out there. Um, uh, the winner of uh, Page versus Danielson, which we now know is Danielson, is going to face Jericho. Uh, next week in Albany, New York. The winner of that Rampage match of Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen will face John Maxley in that same Albany, New York show. And then the winner of those two matches will then have a final that takes place at Dynamite Grand Slam. Scotty, what a big-ass tournament. How do you feel about this tournament, and what do you think is going to be the main event of Grand Slam for the world title? So, So I was pretty set. You know, you and me talk about just crown MJF. Um, but, but, but after the promo yesterday by MJF, mm-hmm. which was great, by the way, after the way they have made this tournament, I'm okay if they want to wait just a little bit, right? Because the way MJF says, like, I can use this whenever I want, whenever I feel ready. Yes. And that gives him story to build with. Which, so to clarify that, we still don't have a full clarification of what that means. Uh, no, we, I still don't know if he can cash in like money in the bank. I know people are like, well, he can't. You can change the rules very quickly. Yeah. They've never set in stone. It's always been like they had a match, and that could easily just be another person be like, oh, cash in. Like, um, John Cena's done that with the money in the bank because I'm cashing What was the at thing Impact did with the, uh, you win that battle royal and you get that cup thing? Yes. Uh, and that was originally like, oh, you get a match, and now it's like, oh, the Bound for Glory Cup. Yeah, like Rhino had it for a while. Uh, I don't remember. And then it somehow turned into Moose cashing in. So, like, my point is, you can change it whenever you want. So, do do they have MJF cash in or not? I don't know. It could be treated like it could be treated like the gift of the gods from Lucha Underground. Yeah, you could also say you could literally go into grand slam mm-hmm. and this is how maybe I would think about it. If they want to do a type of thing like that, right. Is so you get your final, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And then before that MJF says at the end of the night in the main event, I want to face the winner. Yeah. You could do that easily. Yep. And that would be, you give, you get a double main event to start your show and end the show, um, including the acclaimed and uh, serving your glory in the middle of the show. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Anyways, looking at the tournament, looking at the brackets, we already know John Moxley's in the finals. <laughs> okay, we already know that this this poor guy. And when I say this poor guy, I mean this is his own doing. He says yes to everything, but he made it very clear he was supposed to be on vacation. Yep, he's not on vacation. He's back to save his company. He had a phenomenal promo yesterday. Absolutely. Lights out, goosebump type stuff. After I thought MJF had a great be- two promos, he had his baby face promo that showcased, yeah, this guy could be the best baby face in wrestling if he feels like it. And then he switches the, like that. He's like, yeah, fuck these people. Yeah. I'm going to be champion when I want to be champion, and you'll like it. Great stuff. Missed MJF mm-hmm. dearly. Missed MJF dearly. But I think him going away did help him, believe it or not. Um, so Moxley's going to be in the fine. Yeah, that feel that feels like what that was sort of setting up as the idea of him but in the final. You don't want to just give away all your cards. You well, don't. 
or at the very least, maybe not necessarily Moxley in the final, but maybe Moxley in the world title match against maybe an MJF at the next pay-per-view. Sure. Sure. That works. That definitely works. Yeah. So <laughs> because I saw a lot of people saying, I don't really like you giving away that's going to be Moxley winning. And I said, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it could be Moxley. That's certainly true. It for sure could be Moxley. I would not doubt it for a second. The, they went with the man indirectly called himself the ace of the company. Oh, well, he is. Um, I think the best way to go is you crown Brian Danielson as the AEW world champion. That's what I'm talking about, baby. We're in the same like, boat. <laughs> the the same moment, boat. the moment the tournament, well, not even the tournament officially, but like if you weren't going to put it on MJF immediately, who's better than Brian Danielson? Yeah. No one. Yeah. He's the best wrestler in the world. He reminded you that last night after a tough Chris Jericho match this past weekend. Mm -hmm. He went in there with Hangman Page. They had another great match. They solidified, by the way, the best trilogy in AEW history so far. So far. FTR and Young Bucks have one more. So Cody, we'll talk say, about I it. I think Cody Darby is also pretty good. Cody and Darby was great. Yeah. Um, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros, I think they had three probably by now. They had a lot. Um you know, there's been great trilogies. Yeah. But that is now the trilogy between two guys that, you know, didn't know each other a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you right, you don't have Kenny there, who also might be the best wrestler in the world based off of his three matches back. <laughs> um, you don't. And I like that Hangman Page got to be in this tournament. That was one of my fears. Yeah. That. Like, because of all the punk stuff, they just skip over him. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't. He lost in the first round, but it's fine. Now you have Jericho and mm -hmm. Danielson. Mm -hmm. Redemption there instantly for Danielson. To and presumably say, have a good match. Yeah. I, I think they'll have a better match. I didn't really like their match at all. So they'll have a better match. And it's on TV. I don't know. There's something about dynamites that just make everyone better. <laughs> almost like dynamites more often have better matches than all out so maybe because all out have 15 i i but. also i also think because dynamite is free versus all out being like you expect it to be better wrestling yeah. because and they're also money. trying to get ratings yes yes um that's also very true there's no better final than the blackpool combat club battle between Danielson and Moxley. They already fought once earlier this year. That's how this all started. Mm -hmm. And them main eventing Grand Slam. Danielson one year later being the showcase performer then, at Grand Slam. And then maybe winning the title. <laughs> well, no, he should win the title. I know. I, I'm just saying the idea of one year after the Omega yeah. match, he then goes a year later, beats oh, yeah. Moxley and wins the title. Woo! It's perfect. It's it, it it writes itself. And with Danielson, you can give him a two-month reign, you can give him a two-week reign. It doesn't matter because in the end, guess who's gonna be the ultimate babyface against MJF? Brian Danielson, because that's what he does. I know he still comes out of the heel tunnel. I know he's still kind of a heel, but this guy hasn't shown any heelism about him except for kicking people in the face since 
the Blackpool Combat Club happen. Yeah. He's not a heel. No. As much as he wants to come out of the heel tunnel and act like he's a heel, he's not a heel. He's, no he's not a heel. Him and MJF can create magic. He can give MJF the greatest match of his career, make him look like a million bucks. Or they can just do the baby face versus heel. There's, there's literally no better baby face over the past decade than Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever the fuck you want to call him. There hasn't been. So I think he has to win. I also think that we've kind of learned with this whole punk situation is that, and also kind of also the red dragon situation is that when you have these guys, there is this idea of putting off other matches to like put them off to later, but there was no guarantee you'll be ever able to have any of those matches. There's a chance we are never going to have the punk Okada match, the punk Tanahashi match, the punk Osprey match, the punk Omega match, the punk Danielson match, the punk Joe match ever again. Right. We didn't, we literally had the same feeling with Danielson three months ago when he got hurt. Yeah. So now that now with that thought in mind, let's just put the title on Danielson knowing probably that MJF is going to take it off him just so that he has the championship. There's yeah. a, there is a good chance he will never have the title in this company. So why not just put the title on him now and have him get a hold few it bangers for, out of him. And yeah, call it a day. Have him hold it for a month. Lose to MJF at some sort of big special TV show. Uh, winter is coming, maybe, but maybe I think that's maybe before fall. Uh, before full gear, and then face which is Mo- coming after. Which is coming after? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's the Moxley match. I don't know. Of uh, you know, the idea is there that like you know you do. You, why not? Why not? And then, and then you have the story right there of MJF beating a BCC guy and then facing Moxley, right? And, and that's another BCC guy. So it works. It works right there. Why not just do it? I think there's no reason in not doing it. Um, do you want to talk about the rest of Dynamite? Let's get to the rest of Dynamite. So, of course, MJF, MJF comes out. Super baby face. He's got the, home, he's got the hometown jersey. He's got the greatest quarterback of all time, Josh Allen, probably. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many people are picking him up in fantasy football. Um, he talks about the tournament champion, saying that you know he's got a boatload of freaking money from him, from Tony Khan. That he works smarter, not harder. So he's not you know he can just cash it in the cash in the casino battle royale winner whenever he wants. Uh, he does the, and I'm better than you points to the crowd and the crowd cheers and we know it or whatever. Uh, so super unbelievably great babyface promo out of MJF. Uh, we followed up immediately with, uh, John Moxley coming out and John Moxley says that he believes MJF is full of crap, uh, which then MJF immediately turns, rips into the fans, takes off the Jersey, wipes it with his butt. Uh, says Josh Allen sucks and just immediately turns the moment he doesn't get what he wants the he immediately turns into a baby Pfft, reminds me of someone else uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh comes out I think I think Excalibur said like oh MJF couldn't keep up the facade for that long and it was just very like it I don't know it feels like some sort of coded language a little bit if I read into it too much uh but yeah, so MJF then says, you know what? I'm going off to WWE, bidding war of 2024. We're starting that again. Uh, go to Triple H, do what's best for business. 
Uh, and then we, that's when we leave MJF. Before we get to the Moxley's, what do you think about MJF's promo segment here? Um, it was it was just him in his him back home. If that makes sense, and he he felt like he never missed a day. He showed everyone what happens when he turns babyface. He's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. But until then, he is the biggest prick in wrestling, and that ain't changing. He he knows how to push all the right buttons, and he is as good a wrestler as there is when he's on top of his game, and I think he's already back on top of his game. Time to get him this world title. I agree. Uh, Moxley then after dr- Brian Daniels, of course. Of course, naturally. Moxley addresses the crowd, says that he's embarrassed and angry that he's staying there without the AEW World Championship. Uh, says that what means to something that said that what means to something to him is the AEW World Championship represents. It means a lot to a lot of people. It represents passion for the sport, this business, the passion for the guys in the back, and to the passion of the crowd. It represents the dream, the vision. When the st- they started this company years ago and showed what this business could be, he's really putting over the idea of the, the ethos, the log line of this company as it was in the beginning. What sold me, sold you, sold other people on this company. Said that uh, on Sunday he got lost and he got pinned, so that's on him. But now he missed the game-winning shot. But, you know, he's going into the vacation. He's skipping his, he's skipping his vacation, going into the tournament uh, to oh, face nice. all these guys. And closes it by saying that the ace always wants the ball, and he wants the ball, so he's going to take a shot. This isn't just the time to win. This isn't just winning time. This is time to be a legend. And then drop the mic, walk out. Oh, my God. Unbelievably. I said unbelievable babyface promo, just unbelievable ace promo from John Moxley here. I said CM Punk's the biggest signing this company's ever had. John Moxley's the most important. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. 100%. They, when they need someone to count on, it's not, it wasn't Cody Rhodes. It wasn't Kenny Omega. It wasn't Jericho. It wasn't the Young Bucks. It wasn't Jericho. It wasn't CM Punk. It wasn't Brian Danielson. It's always been John Moxley. Yeah. When he had to go away, you felt it. Mm-hmm. And now he's, he couldn't be more back. He's had an incredible year. This guy, this guy deserves to rest just for like a week. He really does. Yeah. He's been on every show since I don't even know. He was going to take his week off. He's going to go on vacation. And then he didn't because they needed him. And he said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll cut this promo. This is a fantastic baby face promo. And I still think he should lose, but <laughs> The fact that he's here for the tournament just makes the tournament more important. Mm-hmm. He can take the break when he loses to Brian Daniels. Good point. That's a great point. Just delay the vacation. All he needs is a week or two to go on vacation. That's all he needs. All he has to do is wrestle two matches uh, next week yeah. and the week after. Yeah. That's it. Great Season. point. That's a great point. And then he can take his break. Uh, but where they would be without him, I don't want to know. That's a great point. Uh, we start with the first match of the night, which was the vacant AEW Trios Tag Team title match, Death Triangle, Pac, Pentel, Ray <laughs> Phoenix versus the best friend, Trent Perretta, Chuck Taylor, I, and Orange Cassidy. I really did not think they were going to really, they were going to, he was going to vacate those titles. I really didn't. 
Me neither. I didn't. I didn't expect that. I was like, he'll just say, "Hey, the champions are suspended. We'll have a contest to see who faces them when they get back." Yeah, I was stunned that he made them relinquish. Yeah, well, I think that's the idea. Is like, I'm thinking back to it now in our conversation and stuff. I feel like the investigation will take however many weeks. You have to. You almost, to be fair, have to suspend the elite. Because the investigation might show that they did, they were the aggressors, right? And then you have to maybe fire yeah. them. Uh, yeah. so in the meantime, you just suspend literally and like suspend everybody until you get the result, and then maybe you have suspension. It would be insane if Kenny Omega was somehow in the wrong in any of this. I, yeah. He seems like the one that isn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. It just, it very much seems like yeah. the idea is let's just suspend everybody in the room. They can't do anything else. Take all the titles off. Reset. We'll we'll figure out the investigation. When the investigation has a conclusion and we can start determining stuff, I then we can start bringing people back. Title reign, man. I agree too, man. But this match was great. This match was really good. This match good, was though. great. It this, was great. This it was match spinning was really of good. the tournament. Yeah, it was. It was an outstanding match for the best friends. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, a lot of people obviously rooting for the best friends here. How do you feel about putting the title not in the There's best friend? There's no chance I was ready for the best friend. I said before trios belts were a thing, before the elite were back together, that the death triangle were always the team for me. They have been the trio waiting for something of use for like three years now. Mm-hmm. And then they've, they've been, they're day one people. I think people don't realize the lucha bros and pack are day one guys they've been in aw since that first press conference right yep so like they deserve as much as the best friends do i understand pack has a title now but and the lucha bros have also won tag titles but listen tony khan probably just wants to put on the best match as possible right now it's hard to bet against death triangle when it comes to that and and now you automatically have a match, by the way. Yep. Uh, I don't know if anyone's paying attention, but a certain United Empire were not very happy that the team that won the titles was the team that they beat. So mm-hmm. that's a potential match. Anytime you want to do it. That's a potential um, match. The the return match of the elite. The return of the elite, which you probably still put the belts back on the elite, truthfully. Yeah. Um I like but, I, I would have liked the idea of best friends winning. But it is also very apparent of like the idea of like, well, the Death Triangle was on the dynamite side of the bracket and the best friends were on the rampage side of the bracket. You know, I would have liked the idea of that. I can, but I totally see why. And I also think it's yeah. a good idea. It's just, I can yeah. understand why. Yeah. And I mean, you can, you have plenty of stories to work with through the Death Triangle. I don't think best friends have any stories to work off of. Except against Pack and the Death Triangle. Yeah, the, the um, idea that the that Death Triangle always have the best friends number, right? They yeah. debuted against the best friends, so right. you know they you, always have that. You got United Empire. You got Los Ignobles. If they find a third guy again, um, they're, in a way they're kind of trying. Actually, that leads yeah, us straight into the next segment. But you know, go ahead. Interesting choice. Um, they're going to end up with a third guy. Um, you have them. You have the elite. I mean, there's history between all of those men. Pack and Kenny were the, like the first feud. Mm-hmm. They fought on, uh, they fought twice, I think. I think they fought twice. 
Uh, yeah, because so. Pack beat Kenny at a pay per view. All out. <laughs> a beat him at all out. First all out. Um, and then they have the 30 minutes Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. You know, great stuff there. You can work to that. And of course, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. I mean, come on now. Yeah. They they only have history against each other. So, yeah, that, ex- that excites me. And I think that's really all you need in that reign. <laughs> really, is that them. And then you can get the belts back onto the Elite once they're cleared ready to go yeah. um but i they went with the people i would have picked i agree and then Unless, no. you know united empire was walking through the door which i didn't expect it to so yeah um well they actually looks like they may have had three matches it was uh all out then a television match of television television match with kenny omega beating Pac, oh, yeah, yeah. and then the 30 minute iron man with omega winning defeating Pac as well that was also really the first pretty good trilogy. trio pretty good trio as well uh, of matches, I should say. Uh, you kind of led into it. The Dark Order uh, were getting interviewed by Shivani with Jose the assistant saying that Andrade wants to recruit 10. Uh, Dark Order, Silver, Uno shut him down. Uh, but Andrade gives a crutch to 10 that are previously hurt knee. So kind of led into that. They're looking for a third. And it's like, I'm thinking to myself, ah, oh, 10 in this faction? That's crazy. But I'm also thinking to myself, Oh, you mean the group that comes out wearing masks and then take them off? Of course, you're going to have the guy that wears the mask and everyone thinks, so why is this guy not taking the mask off yet? You know? Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, you have those two to carry the match, so it's okay. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, they they showed a little bit of the fit, women's fatal four out fallout. Uh, and then we had the next match, which was Tony Storm versus Penelope Ford in an AEW Women's Eliminator match. Basically, if Ford wins, oh. she'll get a title match, but she lost to Tony Storm. I saw some people acting like this was like great or something, or like really good, and I was like, "Listen, I understand like the whole narrative is to make sure like yeah, women's wrestling's better than AEW, but I'm not gonna lie and say like this was like must see or anything. It was fine. I saw people saying that." Tony Storm, or not Tony Storm. Penelope Ford was like the most underrated woman in the lot in the roster, and I think she is slightly. Is it because everyone else is so bad? <laughs> I, I <laughs> is it because we have to see Anna J wrestle? Is like that your comparison? Yeah, I think she is not the worst in the locker room. I think no, she I is slightly. I think she's slightly Marina better Shafir than. Exists. Yeah. I think she's slightly better than people give her credit for, but in yeah. no way would I say she's like great. In no way would I no. say she's good. I think she's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, this match was yeah. this match was also perfectly fine for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think I liked it. We more don't than gotta, most we people. don't have to lie about. It. No, I do think I liked it more than most people though. But uh, just based on Twitter reactions. But I was also during this during the finish of the match. During the finish of the match, I was having issues with with my Grubhub order, and it took forever, and it got canceled on me, and it was all this Brutal. stuff, and I was it was I was so upset. I was trying to order cookies, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, man? So yeah, I I had bigger had <laughs> bigger priorities. Uh, so uh, oh, yeah. the acclaim make their entrance to a ginormous pop, uh, but Caster's rap is interrupted by Swerve Strickland, who is just Swerve Strickland, who is booed heavily. It was announced that in two weeks, it's Swerve in our glory defending the AEW tag team titles against the Acclaim at Grand Slam. Caster didn't get to do a rap. Um, uh, well, Billy Gunn and Bowens talked about how they were going to win. That was pretty much it. But 
that is that segment. So yeah, it looks like they're turning at least swerve heel. Keith Lee is uh, mysterious by his absence. Um, maybe he was in the melee. Um, oh my God, the queen died. I just saw that. I also just saw that wow. on Twitter. Where yeah. were you when the queen died? I was talking about CM Punk being old, hurt, and working with fucking children. Yeah. Um, that's upsetting news. That is upsetting news. Queen Elizabeth All right, anyways, move on. This is much, <laughs> much time we're giving. Queen Elizabeth II, 96. Any good queen memories? I love that one song. Yeah, they have some good songs. Some pretty um, good songs. Also, Emmy Stocker, I believe, has a crown. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Princess, That's how they did Emmy Soccer versus Athena. That's pretty cool. Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, Meghan Markle, that whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> maybe not a good time to make those jokes. So I apologize, folks. Um, anyways, Chris Jericho, same with Long live the queen. Uh, yes, long live the queen. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Ty Mello, and Alan Jay were interviewed backstage. Jericho talked about how he was the best ever. He's found the fountain of youth, and he's drinking it in, man. Jericho says him yelling about the uh, locker room. Mm -hmm. He says that uh, this is his company, that is his locker room, and nobody's taking away from him. Uh, He talked talked up Sammy Guevara taking on Darby Allen in the tournament. Um, Sammy says that Darby has a turtle of an ass. Uh... I can see why Sammy Guevara uh, uses his promo time to like hold up cards. Um, yeah, he's bad. Jericho then agrees, saying we don't like turtles, and that they were going. You know, Daniel Garcia was going to beat Wheeler Yuta tonight. And then Sammy mentioned that they're all very sexy. So Jericho gave Jericho gave a good promo here. I would say good solid oh, promo. Man. Christian Cage is out forever. Yeah, he's also out for like six to eight months as well. Oh my god. Poor yeah. Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Should have won. Should have won that match in hindsight, shouldn't he? Um, um, yeah, Chris Jericho. Good promo here, I would say. Uh, TNT title match, Wardlow versus Tony Nice. This was 100% a freaking squash match uh, of Nice just getting demolished by Wardlow. Wardlow Why did they sign Tony Nice? I for this exact reason, I guess. I guess, but like to lose know, to be, like he's he a he's not. a lower card guy, right? I mean, that's all he is. I don't even know how he like, got I this match. Like, I feel like you have enough losers to lose. True, true, but I guess the idea. I think the cool. idea is, is that Tony Nice is someone that like can maybe pull out a win every once in a while, so he has like a believable chance. He's not like Serpentico or something. Oh yeah, sure. So then, when Wardlow crushes him, it's like, oh man, he. Cr-. It wasn't like a full on squash. It was like a surprise squash, kind of. But we all, as oh, wrestling dude. fans, we all knew. I think that's the implication. This is war. Uh, afterwards, uh, Wardlow does a fiery promo where he talks about he's heard people thinking he's lost momentum, and that he has to remind people that he is the TNT champion and that we are in Wardlow's world. I got a bone to pick. The Wardlow's world thing is so lame. It's so lame. <laughs> I agree. When he says it, I was like, dude, you sound like Braun Strowman with your monster among men shit and get these hands. Like, that is what I think of when you say, this is Wardlow's world. Dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't know if monsters should have catchphrases. No. <laughs> 
No. Well, I take that back. No, Undertaker had rest in peace. That was different. But though. he's like, a gim- He's more of a gimmick set. than a yeah. But like a believable monster, like a Wardlow, like a Braun Strowman, like a big guy that's going to do some damage. It's just it comes across hokey. Oh, uh, so hokey. The only one that ever worked was Vader's hit ta, and that was even his catchphrase. Hit ta, hit Vader ta. Ba, ba, ba. I guess Goldberg. I guess Goldberg also had a catchphrase. Yeah, but like, next. Wardlow's world sounds stupid. Yeah, it's I not. It's your yours Wayne's next. World. It's your yeah. No, it's no. It's no your next or it's time. It's time. It's Vader time. Or rest in peace. It's just bad. It's too garbly. Ward Wardlow's world. Wardlow is itself hard to say, and then add another W word <laughs> right after that. Wardlow's world, it it hurts in my mouth to say, and I don't like it. Like it always feels like it's a wet fart when he says this is Wardlow's world. Yeah. Like, all right, dude. Good. Good for you. Followed up with the Brian Danielson versus Adam Page match. We kind of talked about this, or you kind of mentioned it. This match was really, really good. Um uh a really fantastic match between the two. It was about 22 minutes long with Brian Danielson getting the win, moving on to face Jericho. This match was fantastic. I um I still like the first one the most between the three, but this one's still very good. Uh, Adam Page, very good. Getting you liked the draw the most. Yes, I did like. The I draw. thought you didn't like the draw the most. What did I like? I have to look back. I think you like the Bloody War more. I did like the Bloody War more. You're right. You're right. I like the second one the most. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm pretty sure you like the second one most. I remember having this conversation. I'm not a historian. I don't know. Uh, this was the worst one, but like, it it's unfair <laughs> to say that. I think yes, because like those obviously had build for it too. Mm-hmm. They you know investment. This was still great. Yeah, this, <laughs> this was, was still like, very good. This was fantastic wrestling. Like this would have been one of my favorite matches on the All Out card. The only one that I might have liked better was. Then it was probably the trios match, and that's it. Like I know a lot of people love the uh, claim swerving your glory, and I thought that was great too. But like this was probably only beaten by the trios match, mm-hmm. and guess who was in that match? Hey man, Page. So there you go. Uh, hey man, Page might be pretty good, um, but yeah, these two just have unbelievable chemistry. They concluded the best trilogy in AW history, and they still have another one in them because it's now tied. One to one to one. Yep. So you're gonna need to you're gonna need it to be decided one day. But uh for now we'll wait, but the right man won. Uh with Danielson winning, he is going on to face Jericho next week and on the And looking Dynamite. at the title gave me goosebumps. He did. I, I say I put like, the t- I say put the title on him. We've talked about it. Put the title on him. Oh, I broke my thing here. Oh good. <laughs> Did you need a break or something? You need a second? Oh, you broke your... I was wondering, you were holding a knife, a clear plastic knife in the past two episodes. What's up with this knife, man? Are you... Um, I never used it to eat, and it's just bent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so I have it. <laughs> and I broke it, and now I'm sad. <laughs> now I'll never have it again. This is the last episode with it. I hope everyone's happy. Oh, God. Oh, God. So long, knife. <laughs> <laughs> so long, knife. Good night, Jungle Boy <laughs> did a taped promo backstage. Terrible. What? What, man? 
What man? Jason, if you're listening, do not laugh at that <laughs> shit. Don't laugh at that trash. <laughs> Anyways, Jungle Boy had a promo. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he's, he, uh, he's fucked. Okay, he's screwed. Okay, so here's a question. Do you... I know why he's angry. No, muffin man? No. I know why he's angry. He's doing things that showcase anger, raising his voice, having his forehead look angry. Do you believe his anger? I think he needs to keep growling. <laughs> like that's that's what he's missing is Luchasaurus growling in the background. Um, no, I don't believe it. Me neither. He talks. He talks the same anytime he talks. He. I don't. Like, he I has don't... the same sound in his voice. He has this, like everything's the same. Yeah. He's just angry, and I'm like, I don't know if he knows that or not. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad. <laughs> like clearly he's trying. But like he's better than he was, which was not doing a oh, promo at all. Sure. He's really bad. Um maybe that's the next that's definitely the next step he has to take of figure out how to show more emotion. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm with you though. Like Or not necessarily like, Oh, he's oh he's angry. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know. Yeah. If you're not looking at him, you just hear words. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe his anger. I understand why. It's the complete opposite of CM Punk's media scrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anything, if anyone needs to really study a CM Punk's media scrum, it's Jungle Boy. Jungle this, Boy really this is needs how you to just show you that you're fucking pissed. He doesn't he doesn't have the he doesn't okay, here's the here's the thing. He doesn't seem like an angry guy. He doesn't have man anger. You know what I mean? He has jungle boy. Anger, he, I see. he still have the jungle. He still has boy anger. You got to give him some credit here. Okay. All he's been able to do is hang out with a dinosaur. Where do you want him to learn from? Christian. What was all that time with him for? Christian was never angry. I guess that's true. He's always calm, cool, and collected, I guess. And Christian. Calm, cool, and Christian cage. <laughs> oh, man. Calm, cool, and kind of mid. Uh, Stokely, Tom, cool and sorry. Stokely Hathaway comes out of his stable. Interesting. Oh, I that, forgot this happened too. Yeah. So the stable, we don't know if there's a full-on connection with MJF or they were just hired guns. Hint at it. No, they didn't <laughs> even hint at it. So we have no idea. Uh, Hathaway this stable is literally a bunch of Jamokes and Lee Moriarty. So Hathaway says, uh, stagehand says that Hathaway has to stop cutting a promo. Hathaway hits him with a microphone. Wrestlers beat them up. Morrissey uh, kicks the guy in the head. Uh, Ethan Page puts on sunglasses in the background. Leo Moriarty, I'll say, showcases to me some of the most charisma I've seen in AEW. As soon as like halfway hits him and people start beating him up, he's like, "Oh my god!" and then running around, and then he goes up to the camera saying, "Like, oh, he just got his head knocked off." That's the most charisma I would say he's put in. He's very charismatic. Well, needs despite some, so, yeah, I, I I like I'm liking I'm liking it. Three vanilla guys. I'm I'm liking Big Lee Cast. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't dunk on Big um, Cast. Big Cast was great in Impact. I like I like W Morrissey. Mm-hmm. He was good. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like that's your group. That is that is what we were dealing with here. Yeah, I'm interested. No one in that group speaks leader. <laughs> Let's just say that. If anyone's Hathaway, <laughs> if anyone, it's them. Yeah, it's fascinating that 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 whole group dynamic. And then we don't know what's happening with Jade Cargill. It feels well. like a. Hardy family office 
<laughs> situation. <laughs> I get none that. of it makes sense. I get that, and they're just doing it. Like I get what you're saying there. I get what you. I get. I pick up what you're putting down. And Hardy Family Office ended up being my least favorite faction in wrestling. So I really hope that doesn't happen to them. Yeah, well, we lost Team Taz for this. <laughs> we saw the Gun Club. We lost the Gun Club for this. Was it all? Well, worth that was it? worth it. That was for Daddy Ass. I guess that's true. Daddy Ass is worth more than anything else. Billy Gunn's the most over he's ever been in his career. I mean, he was in DX. Billy Gunn's the most. Yeah, he wasn't the one reason they were over. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Great point. Um, I promise you, it wasn't Road Dog or X Pac either. We get the Rampage announcements. Uh, Samoa Joe's talking. Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Serena Deeb versus Rampage, Ma- baby. Serena Deeb versus Madison Rain. A match I know Scotty is excited for. And of course, a Ring of Honor World Title match: Claudio Castagnoli versus Dax Harwood. That's a Rampage I gotta watch. Next week on Dynamite, Chris Jericho versus Danielson. Moxley versus Guevara and Allen. Uh, we don't know. Or Allen, it's not and. Oh, sorry. No, it's a it's a handicap it's, match. <laughs> it's a handicap match. If they win, the winner. They both go on to face for the world title. Yeah, they'll exactly. be co- they'll be co champs. Exactly. Um, but then we get to our main event. We had West Side Gun coming out, uh, doing a rap, doing a rap, as the kids say, um, uh, for Daniel Garcia as he makes his entrance. I'll admit I didn't listen to it because I was fast forwarding through everything. I, I the only entrance I heard was MJF's and Brian Danielson's mm-hmm. for very different reasons. And that's mostly because they're uh, well. At least Brian Danielson's a bop. I know that for certain. And MGF was just probably. I need to hear the reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, main event: Ring of Honor Pure Championship match. Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. I thought this match was really, really great. I would say I tweeted out that this was probably the most excited I've ever seen anyone in a pure title match, a pure rules title match. Uh, in a very long time, uh, the crowd was super into this. The crowd was following it, despite the rules. The crowd was into it. I liked it, um, and just the sure continuation rules. of the history between them uh, is very good. This is also, I think, a very good—not the best, but a very good trilogy of matches as well for them. Um, so yeah, good stuff. I really enjoyed this match as well. Yeah, I saw some people like really, really, really love this match. Mm-hmm. That was good. That yes, was really good. Yes, but like, it didn't get to a certain level for me. I liked it as much as I liked the trios match. That's fair. Yes, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah, but this was. I think for me, this was very good. Uh, you great know, dynamite. Great dynamite. All's okay. Everything's okay. We should Everything's say though, fine. We should say that the end of it was Garcia winning, new pure champion, uh, to yes. head up to head up and go straight into Ring of Honor Television. Just as put him in. Just put him in the back Blackpool Combat Club. Let's stop beating around the bush. Yeah. After the match, Danielson takes the title, puts it around uh, Garcia's waist. Don't know what's happening there. Either Yuta... They just need Lee Moriarty now. Yeah. Well, it's either... have all three that they named. I like the idea of that's being Danielson's role is taking back younger guys and putting them into the BCC. Like, it's like, okay, we're going to take Yuta. We'll take Garcia. 
And then we'll start feuding with this faction, and we'll, well take I'm Lee Marty. We have to officially be the leader then, because I don't need to see uh, Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page. Ooh, that is also interesting, because then we do Brian Danielson versus MJF in that faction, and then he could also be trying to size up and get Lee Moriarty. Hmm, that's interesting. Ooh, good story. Yeah, there. Good story there. But yeah, and then we get Daniel Garcia obviously winning the title. Yuta looking off. Enough, huh? Yuta looking off in the corner, confetti in the ring, all that jazz. Uh, two hours later. Very good show. This dynamite I mean, was very good analysis by us. I would say on Punk to do this little bonus show, and like we said at the top of the show, all the more reason to be able to. Now, when I go heel and say Punk was right, everyone was wrong. Yeah, this is the moment. This is the moment. The, the, this is the moment where I say, it was all a scam. He was right. This is the moment where he argues quite hard why all of this is a work. I did think at the beginning when we were sitting there yeah. listening to the scrum. In the moment, knowing that, nothing. I was like, oh, you know, huh? some of it's probably real, some of it's probably not. Yeah, who knows? None of it's a work. <laughs> None of it's a work. Doesn't doesn't feel like that anymore. Uh, No. No. You don't have an all-out fight in the back. <laughs> See what I did there? Ooh. Next time you'll have an all in the ring fight or something. We'll uh, have a full gear fight. <laughs> by that, we mean a normal wrestling match. <laughs> a full gear war. Yeah. Oh man, is that the is that the news headline? Did anyone did any news media outlet put that headline out? Just say all out melee. Just and that's the title. That's what I would do. They were smart enough. Yeah, I mean, come on, Sean. Come on, Dave. Come on, Nick. Come on, what are you John. doing? Come on, Brian. Can you we have... are, it's, it's like you guys are trying to give up money. <laughs> Come on, guys. We call the show The Fall of Punk. It's right there. I didn't see anyone tweet that out. Ugh. Disappointing. Disappointing. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this bonus episode of Ring Post Radio. Um, uh, it was very, very much longer than we thought, but you know, we also didn't think how long it would be, so who knows. Uh, Scotty is full on. Uh, I don't see his face anymore in the camera. Uh, you just, I just yeah, see two I'm, fingers. I'm tired now. I've recorded for four hours in a row. Yeah, and this is this we've and this week we've recorded seven <laughs> hours together officially. Yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, be, Sunday's gonna be short, and I will die trying. Yeah, we're gonna try and make <laughs> Sunday short. There's not a lot too much to talk about, but we'll be back. God damn it. Why do you have to say that, Ryan? Look, man, there might be more things you, that come you, out. Who knows? No, no, no. You took it the extra step. You said it's probably going to be short. We don't have that many things to talk about. Now someone's going to, like, return on SmackDown, and, you know, someone someone in AW is going to go ballistic, and, oh, man, we're screwed. Yep. You said that. You said that last. You said that this past weekend. Oh, you know we shouldn't have that much next week. And CM Punk said, "I'm hurt." And CM Punk said, children. "Do a whole nother podcast episode." Fucking children. Also, <laughs> what was up with that? Why was his voice so deep? What's What's up with the audio guy for the company? What's up, oh having? God? I was like, CM Punk sounds so cool. What happened? I don't know, CM Punk man. always sounds cool. I love CM Punk. I love also. I love also while the melee is happening, Tony Khan's on stage being like, "I'm not going to take any more of this shit." <laughs> it's like, man, <laughs> you you have no idea what's happening behind you, Dude, do you? <laughs> you're taking a lot of shit right now. It's all happening in the back. You just got told by Jericho that it happened. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. You should probably. And you just and you just stayed there. 
That's another point. Like, yeah, if Jericho tells you that, you should have left and be like, oh, or someone could have oh, pulled him okay. away. The scrum's over. Yeah, someone should have pulled him away and be like, look, man, you need you need to be here for this. You need to be here for this. Now you missed it all, and you have no idea what happened because you were talking to AJ from the Awesome Show. What no you- shit. You had to talk. You had to talk to all these random ass people that, no offense to them, they could have moved on without you telling us about. Well, why you hate WWE? Also, someone should have asked about that. Clearly, clearly, you should have just asked what was bothering him because he wanted to say it. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna take your fucking shit anymore. All right, guys, I'm done. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I have been Ryan Nights. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nights. That has been Scotty Edwards. You can follow follow him on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. Uh, that's the letter E, folks. Uh, you can follow the whole show at Count Out Pod and subscribe where you get podcasts. We've got a lot of bonus content and whatnot coming out on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. So go check that out there. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, you can watch the video version of our uh, of our AW thoughts, AW all out thoughts in the moment at one in the morning. So go check that out. I'm super hungry. Scotty's super Long live hungry. the queen. Long live the queen. Now that's how we end it. And then can we do like British uh British parliamentary music? I mean you could you could probably put the British music on if you really wanted to. No, I can't have to do a whole suit up setup for that. Sorry, Queen. Um long live the Queen. Sorry, Queen, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you back on Sunday. Goodbye. This has been a count out podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.